Welcome to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. IFA Talk is for professional investors only. Thank you. Thanks very much for joining us for the latest episode of IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast, where we talk to people who matter about the things that matter in the world of financial services. My name is Brandon Russell, and I'm the online writer here at IFA Magazine. And joining me on the podcast today is my co-host and IFA Magazine editor, Sue Whitbread. Hello, everybody. It's Sue here. The, uh, the topic for today's IFA Talk podcast is retirement planning, but with a difference. And last month, Brandon and I were really interested to read some research that had been done by investment manager 7IM, uh, which flagged up a real gender divide when it comes to women and retirement. Uh, that women seem to have less confidence in making decisions about retirement as well as more retirement regrets. So we were keen to dig a bit deeper and I'm really pleased to welcome our podcast guest today and it's Verona Kenny who I know will be someone well known to many of our listeners because she is intermediary MD at 7IM. Verona thanks for coming on great to have you. Oh thanks Sue and thanks Brandon lovely to be here and excited to be talking about this topic today. Uh, perhaps we can ask you to start off by just telling us a little bit about you and your role at 7IM, for those who don't know you, maybe. Yeah, no, not a problem at all. Um, so I am managing director on the intermediary side of the business at 7IM. So that what that really means in practice is that I have a role that I'm lucky to work with many different advisory firms all over the UK and work with them to support them and partner with them. At 7am, we provide a platform, we provide funds, we provide models, we provide discretionary management services, and it's really working with firms um, and however they wish to work with us, which is, uh, you know, a great role. Like Sue said, Verona, we were really interested in the research that you've conducted. So could you explain what it's all about for our listeners and why you decided to focus on retirement? Absolutely. So we started with a hypothesis that us as an industry have really let down advisors and their clients, in short, we've really failed them when it comes to providing flexible retirement income solutions. Now, why do I say that? Well, I say that because Pension Freedoms has been with us for seven, nearly eight years now, and we've seen limited innovation to um, enable clients to have that flexibility that was promised to us as part of Pension Freedoms. As we know, Pensions Freedom really changed um, retirement planning forever. Uh, what went out was the idea of annuities being the default retirement option. And it really brought in this full flexibility that retirees could have. Now, coming back to the hypothesis that we had is that we felt that you know, the industry hadn't innovated enough to provide advisors and their clients with good innovative solutions. So we thought we'd go and do some research. The research threw up a whole lot of really interesting um, you know, bits of data points. And then we took that to another level and we thought, well, we're talking about flexibility and we know that you know, there's all different diverse groups of individuals and we don't want to overgeneralize, but we thought we'll just take it to that next level and we'll see how that research plays out when we look at the, the gender divide. So as a high level, what we found that nearly one in three retirees um, had regrets about their retirement choices. And that's something that backed up our original hypotheses. Then we wanted to get to that next level of detail and actually look at the underlying reasons for that and then see how that split between the gender divide, um, you know, at a high level, between, you know, where 
you know, men and women are when it comes to them having regrets around retirement. The research showed that 38% of women had regrets about retiring, retirement decisions compared to 26% of men. So you can see that's really at a high level and then we started to drill down on that. It's quite a difference, isn't it? It is. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to that gender divide in retirement, then what did you find it really looks like out there on the ground? I think that we have to um, put it into two sides of things. We have the hard facts. And one of the, the first hard facts is that um, women live longer than men. You know, we all know that on average, women live a four, year, four years longer than men. So if that's not one of the big things that goes into the retirement planning and the flexibility that women need you know, throughout um, their retirement, you know, that is one of the, you know, as I said, that's kind of the hard facts. Basically, women's money have to go further. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the long and short yeah. of it. They're living longer. Um, so, you know, we need to have that flex in the, you know, products and services that, that women have. So if we start with that hard facts and then we move it on to sort of maybe some of the, the more softer elements, you know, confidence, and that's hard to put a number on. Mm -hmm. But in our research, we found that 36% of women felt confident that their savings would give them the comfortable lifestyle that, you know, they want and have dreamed of during retirement, compared to 52% of men. Again, quite a stark mm -hmm. difference there. We, you know, you think of that confidence, and, you know, for me, confidence comes down to a couple of really important things that maybe we can delve down in a little bit. Confidence is not just flexibility and choice, but it's also driven by how we communicate. And it's that communication that is a key thing when we're laying out and working with females to lay out a retirement plan for them. It's very different, isn't it? Different situation there with lots of factors. As you say, with confidence, I wonder about, about a fear of knowing what the reality is because there are gaps in often in women's pension funding history, whereas mm -hmm. with males, it tends to be a little bit more focused. Uh, but there are all sorts of issues thrown in there, which, as you say, come back on the advisor to, to really make sure that this is a subject they focus on. No, absolutely. Yeah, there's so many other these sort of hard facts that I can that I can put out there. But I think a, another really interesting one is that you know 61% of women are staying longer in employment because they enjoyed working. Okay, okay. compared to 48% of men that okay. have stayed longer because they enjoy working. Now you know I love my job and I think it's fantastic yeah. that. You know, that's another, you know, really important element when you get down to that retirement planning for women. It's about having that flexibility. You know, women do want to maybe work a bit longer, but again, they want to have that flexibility. Maybe it's not full-time work, but then what does that mean to my retirement income? How can I flex that? So there's so many different elements um, that have to, you know, play in to when we're doing that, working with advisors to a retirement income plan for women. You are listening to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to be notified as soon as a new episode becomes available. And follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram at IFA Magazine. Why do you think women feel less confident about their retirement? You know, I think there could be that, um, you know, two things. I think it comes down again to choice. 
So are we giving women all of the different choices that they have available to them? You know, if we then talk about retirement planning, and this goes across men and, and women, you know, have I got what we call, you know, my 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 necessary spend? So in in today's language, can I cover my eats and my heats? I really love that. Um, you know, do I have enough? basically to, to cover that. Then the next step is, do I have enough on top of that to have the retirement that I've dreamt of, you know, whether that involves, you know, travel or, or whatever I want to do, certain hobbies, things like that. And then if, you know, also I've got a longer life expectancy, will there be enough to leave the kids, those really, really lucky kids that, you know, are going to get yeah. an inheritance so again you know it is about having the confidence to meet all those things now i don't think there's too much of a gender divide in in that because everyone wants to be able to tick those three boxes and maybe there's more but then when it comes down to that confidence and and for a woman you throw in that they want maybe to work longer with more flexibility they're going to to live longer and other different scenarios for for women it is okay can you know do I have the confidence to have that and how is that communicated and I do think that to increase the confidence a lot of it comes down to communication mm -hmm. is it being explained in a way that ticks all all my boxes and again you know I don't want to keep talking about the the gender divide um because I believe that men need to have that communication as much as women do to get that confidence and I think that's up to us as an industry to write, to talk, to deliver communication in the format and in the language that people can you know, easily understand, whether that's doing it in a digital manner, whether that's doing it in diagrams rather than pages of Excel spreadsheets, you know, whatever way is gonna resonate with clients because that's how they can get the confidence that they need to understand that yes, they can tick all the boxes when it comes to retirement. Mm. I, I like that point. And I suppose retirement planning, Verona, for years and years and years, whether it's men, women or, or, or anybody, it's been a subject that often is overlooked, isn't it, in terms of importance. Other priorities in the budget tend to jump in and, oh, pension, oh, I'll, I'll deal with that when I'm older. And by the time you're older, it's too late. So Absolutely, absolutely. I wonder if I could focus you a little bit now on, you mentioned the, the role of advice, the role of financial planners there, and obviously our audience today will be particularly interested to hear what your thoughts are there, but I wonder if you could perhaps talk to how you think maybe the financial services profession can better support women in helping them to achieve their retirement goals, but also men too. Is the different approach needed? Uh, we'd love to hear your views on that. You know, I think we could overgeneralize it and say, yes, women need one approach, men need another approach. But actually, society's moved, uh, you know, forward so much. And I think as a profession, we need to move as quickly as society has changed. You know, as we know, and we always talk about the male-female divide, but actually, we need to be starting thinking about the fact that marriage rate is going down, divorce rates going up, there's more and more retirees that are single, there's more and more same-sex couples, there's you know loads of different changes that, that we're seeing in society. And I think as a profession, we need to reflect that change in society with how advice is, is given and, and delivered and, and communicated. It is otherwise 
in a way, if you can't keep up with what's happening, there is that risk that irrelevance will, will set in. There's a real big flag there, isn't there, for advisors to be aware of these key issues about communication and about knowing what really is going on under the bonnet with people and their retirement plans so that they can help their clients in the best possible way to achieve that result. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, advisors are obviously at the at the sharp end of things. They're the ones that are sitting down and, and doing a lot of the communication. But I also believe that advisors need us as an industry to basically tool them up to, to give them the, the, the tools which can provide choices and flexibility and engaging ways to help them communicate to 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 clients you know we speak a lot about okay digital communication versus paper-based and how people want to consume information and we know that's changed you know basically people live and die by what's on their phones you know if it's not on an app on on your phone you know these days people don't even know well I know myself you know every morning I look at the the train line app and I look at seeing is the train on time you know for those kind of things that's now how I consume a lot of different data you know when it comes to retirement that's critical that's much more important than is my train on time yeah, definitely. So one final thought for today, then, before we wrap up, uh, do you think that income regulation around the thematic review and the FCA's consumer duty create an opportunity to level the playing field up a little bit? The answer must be absolutely yes. But I would say two things on that. Firstly, we shouldn't wait for the regulator for a thematic review for you know any kind of regulation to level up the playing field. Us as an industry should be doing that together. And hopefully let's get to the point where the regulator just gives us a big tick. So yes, the answer should be yes, but I hope that we get there before the regulator has to tell us the answer is yes. I would echo that on many, uh, many different <laughs> fronts there. Wouldn't it be lovely? Oh, that consumer duty wasn't actually necessary in the first place. But Absolutely. That's another rabbit hole we're not <laughs> going to have time to go down today. Thank you for being with us today. You've crammed an awful lot into that. And I hope, if anything, it will have given our advisor audience just a few things to think about in terms of their own proposition, how they shape that and how they communicate that, because the importance cannot be overlooked. It really is of the highest, highest calibre, isn't it? Absolutely. So, Verona, thank you. IFA Talk is for investment professionals only. All material has been carefully checked for accuracy, but no responsibility can be accepted for inaccuracies. Whatever appropriate, independent research and whatever necessary legal advice should be sought before acting on any information contained in this podcast. And value of investments and income from them can go down as well as up. You may not get back the amount you originally invested.